Dad, I'm broke. Hey, broke. I'm Dad. Dad. Okay, don't you have cash saved up from babysitting? No, I spent it. I want my own bank account from S&T Bank. They offer free ATMs, Zelle, and an annual scholarship. Plus, when I open a Smart Start checking account, I get $100. See? I'm responsible. Hey, responsible. I'm Dad. Visit stbank.com slash smartstart for details. Bonus available July 1st through September 30th, 2022. Opening deposit balance of $50 required. Member FDIC. Whether you need to restock the fridge or just have a sudden, intense craving for cheese puffs, Kroger Delivery will get you just what you need in as little as 30 minutes. From groceries to household items, Kroger delivers right to your door. So don't let one major craving have you reaching for your car keys. Open the Kroger app and start your cart, whatever the cart. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Delivery times not guaranteed. Restrictions may apply. See site for details. This episode is powered by Poddex. Poddex are unique interview questions and episode starting prompts in the palm of your hand. So whether you're a new podcaster or existing broadcaster looking to grow your audience and have more meaningful conversations, you're going to want to check out Poddex. Now, if you want to get 10% off your order right now, you can go to poddex.com and type in coupon code, what's the code? Larry21. Yes, that's the code. Check out poddex.com. Take your podcast to the next level. Welcome to the Big D Breakdown. Your home for all things Dallas Cowboys news. Welcome to the Big D Breakdown. I'm your host, Larry Elise. Today, we're breaking down all the latest news from around AT&T Stadium. But first, we'd like to thank our sponsor, Game Time sponsoring this episode if you're looking for the best place to find uh, cowboys tickets game time is your place with cheap value prices and great customer service you're going to want to check out game time the link will be in the description and now on to our first topic three things we want to see at cowboys mandatory minicamp As we move closer to summer and the days get hotter, we are slowly but surely crawling close to the start of the 2022 NFL season. Officially under 90 days until opening night, but before we get to all that, Cowboys will begin their mandatory minicamp practices from just a few days ago. The Cowboys will be on the field for three days through June 16th, and with a lot to be sorted out, Coach McCarthy and staff are sure ready to get out there and put the team through its paces. Outside of Dalton Schultz sitting out jockeying for a new contract and some injured and rehabbing players, the Cowboys have had outstanding attendance for their voluntary work. However, this week will surely crank the level up a notch as this will be the last time coaches get on field work with the players until training camp kicks off July 22nd. These are the three things we've been watching for during this week's mandatory practices. Number one, Dak Prescott and his new weapons. One thing is for certain, and that's this year's wide receiver unit is going to be going to look different than last year. You can say that about most seasons because turnover on NFL rosters is an every year thing. However, when you trade your number one receiver, promote your third year wide receiver out to the main guy, and draft a young receiver in Jalen Tolbert with a top 100 pick, there's going to be some intrigue at the position. With the addition of James Washington through free agency, the rehab of Michael Gallup that can hold him out for the first games of the season 
it's going to be important for Dak and the boys to gel on the field and do it quickly. The Cowboys will look for a second-year wideout, Simi Foco, to take a leap in his sophomore season. Hope to get more from Noah Brown in the passing game and continue the progression of this year's most talked-about developmental guy, T.J. Vasher, as he looks to snap a job from a veteran teammate. It's not unrealistic to think that the Cowboys may not be done adding to the position as they work through talent evaluations and injury situations, but what is there now can use all the reps they can get. Look for the offensive staff and Dak to really be working in the, this unit as this position group success will be vital to the team's success in 2022. Number two, will they continue with the Tony Pollard creativity? It's not easy to get most everybody to agree on something, but the one thing that all Cowboy fans agree on is the need to see Tony Pollard more involved. Rumor has it that once again, the Cowboys have been trying to get creative with Pollard being out wide running routes. Any way you slice it, Pollard needs to see the ball more. And the onus is on offensive coordinator Kellen Moore to make it happen. We heard rumors this time last year that the Cowboys were planning to deploy Pollard similarly to what we hear now. However, the main difference this time around is that time is running out. This is the final year of Pollard's deal, and there's no guarantee that Pollard is a Cowboy this time next season. There's no guarantee that either Pollard or Ezekiel will be Cowboys next year. Couple that with the fact that the Cowboys will be looking to replace some production lost last season. The time is now to get Tony Pollard more involved. Number three, this offensive line needs Tyler Smith to develop and fast. On a roster full of question marks, none are bigger than the ones they have on the offensive line. Lael Collins is gone, Tyron Smith isn't getting any younger, and his health always remains a question. Is Tyler B. the man for the job at center? And finally, did the Cowboys get a good one in Tyler Smith? The answer needs to be yes to that last question, and it needs to be a resounding yes for the team to hit the goals they have set for themselves. This Cowboys team has always been better when the offensive line is healthy and playing at a high level. It seems so obvious to say, but it's clear that the running game is better. Dak is better. All around, the offense is just better when the boys up front handle their business consistently at an elite level. Look for Tyler Smith to get a lot of attention from Joe Philbin and staff as they look to get him ready to lock down the open left guard spot, as well as be ready to slide out and play tackle if need be. It's a tall task for a rookie offensive lineman, but if the Cowboys want to succeed this year, they will need Tyler Smith to be successful as well, and in a hurry. And next up, we're going to dive into four trades that can make the Cowboys contenders this season. The Dallas Cowboys offseason for many, including myself, has been lackluster to say the least. We should be used to this, but every offseason we hope for the best out of the front office. Now with the 2022 draft complete and camp starting around the league, the Cowboys all of a sudden have an influx of money thanks to the post-June 1st cut designation for former right tackle Lyle Collins. We should assume that Dallas's front office is going to use this money on their current players instead of bringing in talent that can help this team immediately. But let's say that Jerry and Stephen Jones actually decide to spend the money on players outside of their roster. This could help them secure not only free agents, but players that are already established and currently on rosters showing the amount of value they currently have. There are still a few moves that the front office could make to really solidify this roster. 
and we're going to dive into just a few options that the Joneses should think about. Number four, Jalen Rager, wide receiver from the Philadelphia Eagles. Apologies if I butcher these guys' names wrong. If I do, I'm just going to stick with their first name. But anyways, with number four, this Dallas offense is in serious need of speed at receiver in week one. They will already be without the acrobatic Michael Gallup, and he wasn't really the fastest receiver in the league. This wide receiver core would benefit greatly with the addition of speed at the position, and one of the best candidates for this role will be a Texan turned Philadelphia Eagle in Jalen. The former TCU Horned Frog just hasn't been able to put things together in Philly. Maybe a change of scenery and a return home would benefit both him and the Cowboys greatly. His presence could also allow the offense to also spread the field more to open up their running game. Speed is something you can't teach, and Jalen has plenty of it. He has some issues with holding on to the football, but that is something that can be taught. Another bonus is that he's already familiar with what defenses around the league look like, especially in the NFC East. So his transition will really just depend on how quickly he can learn the playbook. And number three, Jesse Bates III, safety from Cincinnati. If there is one position the Cowboys have made an effort to shore up, it would be the safety position. As they brought back Malik Hooker and Jaren Curse, however, that doesn't mean they should be content with those moves. Hooker is coming back after a gradual return to the field from his Achilles injury, and Jaren was thrust into a starting role, and this was really his first year of solid production. This isn't meant to say that either of them won't do well in 2022, but what if one gets injured? Dallas needs to have someone on hand that can come in and either start and move them down the depth chart or fill in when injuries occur. Bates is a starting caliber safety with good ball instincts and a knack for making plays on the football while still in the air. He would be a solid fit for a center fielding safety for the Cowboys that can make sure that those deep ball completions that continue to hurt the Cowboys aren't as prevalent in the future. And number two, we're going to look at a tight end. But before we look at number two, let us know in the comments section below, do you know of any trades that the Cowboys should make that could help them in the long run? Let us know in the comments section below. And so, number two, Adam Shaheen, tight end from Miami. Now that Dalton Schultz is trying to make a stand during his contract negotiations, one that is pretty pointless, saying he's already signed his franchise tag earlier this offseason, the Cowboys could and should make a move to bring in a veteran tight end. Adam Shaheen can come in and provide veteran leadership for the younger players, while also giving the team another receiving option in the passing game. The Dolphin has been a good receiver when given this chance during his time in the NFL. One thing he can do a lot better than Schultz is holding his blocks when asked to in the running game. Adding a tight end can do both. That can do both is something the Cowboys need and have missed since Jason Witten left. Shaheen would also show the Cowboys that they don't need to continue this back and forth with Schultz. Instead, they can show they are willing to move on and potentially upgrade the position at the same time. And at number one is a reunion for Dan Quinn. Deion Jones. Linebacker from Atlanta. Dan Quinn in this defense needs another linebacker, especially with Devontae Bond sustaining a season-ending knee injury during OTAs. Deion Jones has a successful on-the-field history, and at the moment, the options are only Leighton Vanderish and Jabril Cox. 
both have injury concerns with the rest of the linebackers on their roster having barely any playing time, or none at all. They need to get some insurance. Jones would be that insurance. He's already been a part of Quinn's defense, so he wouldn't need a lot of time to get acclimated to the new scheme. He'd also bring the speed that the Cowboys desire at the position, along with cover ability, potentially making him and Micah Parsons a very good duo. Thankfully for the frugal Jones family, this linebacker would come at a cheap price, with everyone knowing that the Falcons are willing to move on from him, along with him coming off of an injury that could drive down his value. This move out of them all makes the most sense. The Jones are always talking about still making moves. Will they make any more before preseason? That's for you to let us know in the comments section below. And now, on to our next topic. Cowboys linebacker Devontae Bond is out for the season. The NFL offseason is a time for practice squad members and depth players to prove that they are worth a spot on the roster. Unfortunately, it can also be a time when players get injured. And that's exactly what happened to Dallas Cowboys practice squad linebacker Devontae Bond during OTAs. Bond suffered a knee injury that will require surgery and force him to miss the 2022 season. As of this past weekend, I should say, the exact injury has not been revealed to the public. The linebacker spent 2021 on the Cowboys practice squad after spending time with both the Buccaneers and the Bears. He signed a reserve futures contract with Dallas in January. This is a big blow to an already weak linebacker room. The depth chart suffered majorly last year with both COVID cases and injuries. Obviously, Defensive Rookie of the Year Micah Parsons leads the charge. However, Leighton Van Der Esch hasn't been his best since his first year. Jabriola Cox is coming off a major injury. Luke Gifford mostly contributed on special teams, and Damone Clark could be out the entire year. Keanu Neal, who was converted to a linebacker, is now on the Bucks. and Francis Bernard is te- technically a free agent. This leaves cause for concern for this position group. Bond entered the NFL as a six-round pick by the Bucks in the 2016 NFL Draft. In four seasons, he has only started in six games. The linebacker has 39 tackles, one tackle for a loss, and two quarterback hits to his name since entering the league. With many changes in the linebacker room and the uncertainty around the edge rusher position, the 28-year-old had a real chance to make the roster this season. The Cowboys have decisions to make and may see some young linebackers picking up the pieces. Draft pick Devin Harper and UDFA's Story Jackson and Aaron Hansford have a big opportunity to earn a spot on this roster now. Hopefully Bond is able to get himself back on the field in 2023. In the meantime... We, at the Big D Breakdown, wish him a safe surgery and speedy recovery. And before we move on to our final topic, um, be sure to hit that thumbs up button if you like our videos. Hit the subscribe button and be sure to hit that bell notification button to be notified of future videos. As always, leave a comment in the comment section below on any topics we should cover in our next episode. And just let us know your thoughts on the episode anything good anything bad but now we're going to dive into three of the worst moves the cowboys made during this year's offseason the dallas cowboys have had quite an interesting offseason 
they lost a good amount of long-standing and talented veteran players and decided to mostly stay in-house with new contracts. Some people feel that the nine 2022 NFL draft class additions will be enough to make up for what was lost. Others, even the top NFL analysts, feel that the Cowboys had one of the worst off-seasons in the league. From having to place Dalton Schultz on the franchise tag after Blake Jarwin's injury update to only getting a fifth-round pick for wide receiver Amari Cooper, it's been a bumpy ride. While there were certainly some positive moves made this offseason, we're going to take a look at three of the more questionable choices made by the Cowboys front office. Number three, cutting Lael Collins with no backup plan in place. In a league where finding talented offensive linemen is pretty rare, Lael Collins was widely known as one of the best. Although talks and rumors about roster cuts were mostly about Amari Cooper and Demarcus Lawrence in February and beginning of March, on March 17th, NFL's Tom Palacero reported that the team was considering getting rid of the offensive tackle as a post-June 1st cut. Financially, this decision made sense. By designating him as a post-June 1st cut, the team gained $10 million in caps money. However, the sheer fact that the Bengals waited approximately two minutes to call Collins after hearing this rumor should show people just how valuable he is in this league. He's ranked fifth among all tackles in PFF grades since 2019. The real problem here is that the Cowboys had no real plan to replace him. Instead of scouring the free agent market to replace a big void in the offensive line, the front office signed zero available linemen and waited for the draft to address the offensive line. And while no one wanted to see penalty-prone Connor Williams stick around and cause more lost yards, the reality was the Cowboys had lost two starters in a position group that was already weak and had no answers. While people are very excited about first-round pick Tyler Smith, the reality is that he's a rookie and no one knows how much he will perform in the NFL. The other part about Smith is that we do know that he was a penalty machine at Tulsa, which doesn't really help the Cowboys at all. He may be the big mauler type of player Dallas wanted, but is it wise to count on a young rookie with zero NFL experience to fill your offensive line? Ross, the position group is now very thin and has very little experience in its depth chart. For a team that loves to run the ball and needs to keep its quarterback upright, this could be a huge problem. And at number two, the second worst move, deciding to stay almost entirely internal with signings rather than explore the free agent market. If only we could get a dollar for every time Stephen Jones told reporters that the Cowboys weren't done yet in free agency. I'd be rich. Throughout the offseason, the front office has mainly stuck with internal signings. While some were smart moves, such as extending Jaron Curse after a breakout year, there were many others that left us scratching our head. For example, the Cowboys decided to keep linebacker Leighton Vanderish after they declined his fifth-year option, knowing that he hasn't been the same player he was for the last few years. They also re-signed very deep depth players like Luke Gifford, Jeremy Sprinkle, who provided next to nothing last season. With gaps to fill in almost every major position group, you'd think the front office would have been looking more intensely at free agent options. Sure, it may not have been financially sound to sign an overly expensive guy like Von Miller, but there were plenty of other players at offensive line, wide receiver, defensive end, linebacker, that were available and would have been affordable. Even after the draft, guys like Anthony Barr, uh, Keem Hicks, Linval Joseph were still on the board, 
the fact that the Cowboys only brought in three external free agents when they needed starting level talent to replace Cooper, Collins, and Randy Gregory doesn't seem wise. James Washington could be a decent third receiver, but it's not like he's had any breakout years. Dante Fowler Jr. has struggled for the last few seasons. Ryan Nall has a very few stats and playing time in his NFL career. For them to think Washington could replace Cooper or Fowler, could replace Gregory, is a bit absurd. If the Cowboys didn't have the talent internally, they should have cut players and gotten what they needed elsewhere. Instead, they made a bunch of internal signings, most of whom will be on the depth chart. And now, at number one, losing Randy Gregory at the 11th hour to the Broncos. This is the worst move the Dallas Cowboys made all season. I would almost say it's the worst move they've made in franchise history. Whether Steven and Jerry Jones want to admit it or not, the team wanted Randy Gregory. The two of them can try and tell fans that they wanted Dante Fowler Jr. and Dorrance Armstrong all along, but the facts don't add up. For a solid 90 minutes, Cowboys were thrilled that argue. Cowboys fans were thrilled that arguably the team's biggest free agent was back on the roster to continue helping the defense excel in 2022. Then as soon as he decided to sign with Denver, everyone shouted about how terrible he was and how the Cowboys didn't need him. The way the situation went down is the reason it's the number one on this list. The team's social media account literally tweeted that Gregory was being signed by the team, only to be trolled by the Broncos' Twitter account a few hours later. Many have conflicting opinions about the contract conjecture that led Gregory to flee to Denver. The Cowboys claim the language was in every player's contract, aside from Prescott's. The clause allowed the Cowboys to withhold any guaranteed money from a player that individual was fined or suspended. Two issues Gregory certainly dealt with plenty in his career. The defensive end claimed he was willing to take less money from Dallas to stay with the team. Once a dollar amount was agreed upon, the front office went back and wanted to add that clause. There are two sides to every story. But what matters here is that the Cowboys are without one of their long-standing defenders. The truth is, Gregory is better than both Armstrong and Fowler. Once again, instead of going after Von Miller, Bobby Wagner, or any of the available strong linebackers in the free agent pool, the Cowboys played it safe. This situation was one of the most shocking in the entire offseason. But, with that being number one, we got to throw in an honorable, honorable mention, which goes to losing Amari Cooper for a fifth-round pick. But at least the Cowboys found a way to pad that loss with Michael Gallup and others. Now, let us know in the comments section below what do you think was one of the worst moves the Cowboys made this offseason. And, of course, if you want to support the show, you can buy us a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash D. Your support helps the channel grow, upgrade our equipment, bring in new hosts, pay them, and uh, hopefully you take this show on the road. Eventually, your support can make that happen. Uh, you can give a dollar, five dollars, fifty dollars, however much you want to give. And as always, thank you so much for watching and listening. We will see you next time. This has been the Big D Breakdown with your host, Larry Lee. Thank you for listening and watching. Follow us on social media at Big D Breakdown on Twitter, Facebook, New Big D Breakdown, and on Instagram. Just search the Big D Breakdown. Thank you for joining us. See you next time.
When it's time for an adventure on the open highway, one quick call to American Family Insurance gets you headed in the right direction. Our travel peace of mind package is there if you encounter a bump in the road. From roadside assistance to rental car coverage, we have you covered. Find a local agent or get a quote at amfam.com. American Family Insurance. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, SI, and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.